0: Whoever has ears ought to hear. I think he's talking to us. Yes or yes? yes? Yeah, because last time I checked, we all have some ears. This this section of the gospel, right, last Sunday, we started with uh, the sower and the seed and the different places the seed can land. And now he continues into that. And he uses the parables because it's simple like they would understand these concepts but he explains them further for the disciples again because of the authority and responsibility he's handing to them he wants them to know the weight behind these parables and and this parable today is pretty weighty there's gonna be good seed there's gonna be bad seed there's gonna be wheat and fruits there's gonna be weeds There's going to be a collection. There's going to be a separation. There's going to be a reward. There's going to be a punishment. Like, it's pretty clear today. So who wants to be wheat today? Who wants to be the weed today? (laughs) Nobody wants to be the weed today. Trust me. That's a bad, bad thing. So knowing that, how do we sow the goodness? How do we be the wheat? How do we be the good seed well, I'm actually going to talk to you a little bit about this past week. So I just got back from camp yesterday. It was an amazing time. Had a blast. But I want, I want you to experience the graces, too. I want you to enter into, this, enter into this place with me. So the cool thing about camp Damascus is that they actually have a different theme every summer. So they have like a six-summer theme rotation. That way, as kids go throughout their... their Middle school and high school years, they can encounter a new theme each time and gain new knowledge. And the theme this year was great. It was called "Ex Morte in Vitam," from death into life. And this idea sur- uh, centered itself around the Paschal mystery, primarily Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, and then Pentecost. And so each of the days we kind of had a different idea. We started out on Sunday kind of giving the overarching idea of what we're going to do. Monday was about living with Christ, Tuesday was about dying with Christ, Wednesday was about rising with Christ, Thursday was about being empowered like Christ, and then Friday we send them home. So living, dying, rising, and being empowered how that looks is is really cool because at camp there's a beautiful combination of uh, prayer and faith and spirituality as well as adventure and excitement and joy and so the days look pretty similar as far as like their patterns we get up we have breakfast uh, the kids go to prayer lab and then they go off to activities and the activities include things like sacred arts high ropes giant swing paintball, archery tag, vertical playpen, zipline, rock wall. I spent all week at paintball. Some of those kids are great shots. The majority are not. But it's, it's so cool to see them as they go to these activities. Right? They think that they're just going to have fun, but in reality, things are being woken up inside of them. I mean, I think the most amazing people to play paintball with are middle school girls. (laughs) I'll explain why. High school boys, they're in it all the way. Like, they have no issue at all, right? High school girls, if they don't buy in, they don't want to play, it's not a big deal. Middle school boys are fascinating because they talk a big game, but then when they show up, they're like, I don't want to do this. Middle school girls. They show up. They're a little hesitant. They're a little timid. You give them a paintball marker. They are ferocious warriors. (laughs) It's like the marker's as big as them. They're like, I can't carry it. Let's go! (laughs) Right? Like, it is awesome to watch. So cool. And so, like, this happens at all the activities. Like, they're being empowered. They're being alive. And they're being strengthened. Like, and, and we go through that. So, we have mass every day. There's Time for confession in the week. There's adoration multiple times in the night. Um, So we're walking through this idea of ex morte in vitam, from death into life. And early on, I decided to uh, find some seeds for myself. So these are my seeds from the week. Nothing's happened to them yet. Yet. They're apple seeds. I'm going to plant them outside the rectory and see if I can grow an apple tree. So maybe in 10 years, we'll have some apples. We'll see. But I use this as like my visual for them all week. And talking about how seeds, ultimately, when they want to bear fruit, they want to change, they want to do something, have to, have to die. Um, more or less, seeds are dormant until we cultivate them, uh, nurture with them, give them the proper uh, nutrition and everything. So on Sunday, this, this whole gathering, we actually started with a candlelit mass. It was beautiful. And there's about 120 campers here, and there's 15 small groups. And each small group had a candle, and I had them bring the candle to the foot of the altar uh, during the Mass. And what you saw was this light just got brighter and brighter. And it was a reminder for them that we all possess the light of Christ within ourselves. And we made a commitment on that first day that we we're going to we we're gonna stay in it all week long. Uh, no matter how tired we got, no matter how the weather went, no matter how things were going, like we're going to stay in it, we're going to We're gonna die. We're gonna live, die, rise, and be empowered with Christ. So that was the first night. Second, second day, uh, living with Christ. We talked a lot about like Holy Thursday and like what does Christ model for us? Right. We see on Holy Thursday he models the idea about how he came to serve and not be served. How we're called to serve and not just be served. Um, The agony in the garden. Right. He his humanity did not want to be crucified, and yet. Says it's not my will, but your will, Father. And so for us just to be able to grasp that idea, that it's not always about me. It's not always about what I want or what I think I need. It's actually about being connected to the Father, having a relationship with the Father like Jesus does, so that I can unite my will to his, that I can serve as Jesus serves. Then we got into the die day. This was Tuesday. They had been carrying these bricks all week long. And again, middle schoolers, bricks, they're like, what am I doing with this brick? I'm so tired of it. Really, the bricks symbolized sin. We knew that. Duh. And the idea is the bricks are burdens. And we have to surrender our burdens to the Lord. We have to hand them over. And so on that Tuesday night, with adoration, they all brought up their bricks and they laid their bricks down at the altar. It was awesome to watch. But the thing about bricks is we, we sometimes want to take them back. We sometimes say, no, like, I really like this brick. This brick is mine. I don't want you to have this, Jesus. Um, and so the importance of continually surrendering bricks, surrendering that. And this is where uh, I created a little uh, phrase for them. I'm a seed. And then they would say, I'm a seed. And I was like, but now I'm free. And then they would go, but now I'm free and I'm bearing fruit and I'm bearing fruit. And it was really cool because when we did on Friday, none of the parents knew we were doing it, and they're like, what did you do to my child? I changed them. <laughs> but this is the idea, like, yeah, we're seeds, but we're now we're free, and we're bearing fruit. Like This was the whole idea of dying. And we did something else, which is something we practiced here, which is uh, renounce things. We, we renounced lies in the name of Jesus. So that moved into then rising, right? And... When we're rising with the Lord, we want to be seen, known, and heard. We want to rise and rise again. We even ask the question, like, who am I? Like, who am I in this grand scheme of life? Well, you're a child of God. You're a beloved son, beloved daughter. But we also might say, well, who am I, after I've been filled with this, this vigor and this life and this joy in the Lord, who am I to go home and, like, tell my parents about that or tell my friends about that or share that with other people? And I told him, you're exactly the person that's needed in that moment. It doesn't matter how qualified we think we are. It doesn't matter if we have all the right words or all the right knowledge. Jesus is going to use us exactly for what we have, strengths and weaknesses, to bear witness for others to see. And then it was uh, empower, right? So Pentecost, right? Okay, we, now we have to go and do something. Sending, being sent forth. And it was just a reminder that they're going to go back into environments that are not perfect. You know, camp is really exciting because we've got amazing music and there's lights and there's speakers and there's all these different things, but camp is camp. It's, it's, it's not meant to be the reality of the whole world. It'd be awesome if we could get some of that here, but, but that encounter that they have with Jesus they can have again and again at their home parishes. It's something that we can have again and again. And I guarantee we've all at least had one encounter with God in our lives. We've probably had more than that, but it's almost like this question of do I expect to encounter God in church the way I encountered him X, fill in the blank, the way I encountered him at camp or the way I encountered him on a retreat or the way I encountered him in this Sacrament. Do I expect to encounter Jesus in church, this church, the way I did in that thing over there? And hopefully the answer becomes yes. I should expect to encounter and experience Jesus in the same way. But if it's not going to be perfect, then we're part of the solution. So a lot of this on Friday, I... I I, re, uh, I re-gave back to the parents, because I wanted them to know what we went through. And then I challenged them. I said, don't screw up what we did here. <laughs> like, like, help them. Like, Take them to Mass. Go to confession. Like, Take them to adoration. Pray together. Like, Ask them questions. Do the stuff. And it's great because on Friday, before we have Mass, the campers will come up and give testimony. And, and, I mean, there was a lot of really good ones there. There were some kids there who, you know, said for the first time in their lives, they heard God's voice in prayer. Some of them, it was, you know, they, they said like, oh, I was a good Catholic. I'd go to Mass every day, but like, I didn't really do anything about it. And now they're like, I can't wait to share it with my friends. Um, but I got a really, really awesome email on Saturday morning. I got to share it with the missionaries, because the missionaries, right, these are... 18 to 24-year-olds, they're giving up their summers to come and be here. They're on fire for the Lord, and like they do this week in and week out for eight weeks, right? They, they take, they love these kids, and then they, they send them back, and they do it all over again, um, and so their only day of rest is Saturday. I got this email I shared with them Saturday morning. It was just, it was from a parent uh, who had a, a student come to camp, and and they just were commenting about how happy and joyful and, and excited they were. And they're they ready to go out and do winter camp and all these additional things. Um, and how alive and energetic the, the church was. But the, the line that got me was, um, But now the real work begins. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like the real work begins now when we go home. And so I was really encouraged to hear that and share that with the missionaries. For us, taking all this in with the gospel today... The reality is, we hear that there is wheat and there are weeds. I sure don't want to be a weed. I don't want to be something that chokes others out that actually prevents fruit from being born. I don't want to be uh, an obstacle or a detraction from what God can be doing. I, I want to be the fruit. But to be the fruit means I have to constantly cultivate and watch and care for myself and so what do I do? I, I go to Mass, I, I say my prayers, I go to confession, I spend time with Jesus in adoration, um, I read spiritual books. We, we do these things, yes, but it has to come down to an encounter with the Lord. That What am I doing to allow myself to encounter Him, experience Him, to relate to Him, to speak to Him, and then to share Him? Because if I went to camp and I had all this amazing stuff happen and I didn't share any of this with you, that would be really selfish of me. Because the reality is, you allowed me to be there. Like We didn't have mass this whole past week. right? That was a sacrifice that you accepted so that I could be there with them, helping them. You are as much involved in this as I am. This encounter, this reality is real, and like we saw it in the faces of these middle schoolers. And it's, it's encouraging, and, and the, the truth is this. A lot of times we might talk about the church of the future. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what the future looks like. I don't have time for that. We have to start talking about the church of the now. And everyone that's here right now is the church of the now. And if there's things that need to change, then we need to change them. If there's things that we need to do to, to enhance and increase, then we need to start doing them. It's really not complicated. It's just, am I ready and willing to change my habits? That's the biggest part about it. So, if Sunday Mass is a regular thing, praise the Lord for you. If it's not, I pray it becomes something that's regular. If, if you're like, I want more, maybe you start going to a weekday Mass. Maybe, maybe we start spending more time in the church in prayer or in adoration. Maybe we make confession more of a regularity in our lives, especially if we set, recognize certain sins that just kind of impact us week in and week out. Maybe we, we talk with people about our faith more regularly and openly instead of only doing it when we're like at a church event. Regardless, the world's going to be different. And I'm encouraged by those middle schoolers because even though they're going back to things that are not perfect, I know they're going back changed. I know they're going back preparing to bear fruits. But for each of us, we have to ask the same question. Am I ready to die so that I can live? Die to the old, live in the new, so that I don't become a weed that is then cast out and send to the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. That sounds miserable. And I don't want it. So if I'm going to bear fruit, then I need to expect to encounter Jesus here, just like I would anywhere else where I've had some mountaintop experience. The last thing was really beautiful because at the end of the, the mass, we, um, we do like a vocation call. And so we, we invite the, the young men and young women uh, to be open to consider vocations. And it's fascinating because generally like, there's enough dudes there, they're like, oh, I'll think about the priesthood, it's not a big deal. But the ladies thinking about religious life is, is not such a normal thing. And I'll tell you, there was probably 40 girls that stood up that were open to the idea Of religious life or consecrated life which is probably the biggest number I've ever seen. There's like maybe 20 dudes that were open to the priesthood which is that's normal. That's not bad. But like these kids are open to things. It's really encouraging. It's really hopeful. Um, So again I share that because you helped me make that happen by sacrificing letting me be there. Um, So I thank you for that. I thank you for the lives that were impacted and changed because of your sacrifice. And I just encourage us in our own prayer to begin to, to, to ask the questions, what do I need to keep doing so I can keep growing? What, what do I need to be changing or looking at or adapting so that I'm bearing more fruit and I'm being less of a weed? Because as Jesus says, whoever has ears ought to hear like, this is, a, this is an important warning for us. We don't take this lightly. We don't take it in fear either. We take it in hope. Hope for what could be. Hope for what is going to happen. Hope for now, not the future, but the church now.